0: It's May 25th, 2010, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. It's almost the end of May, which so technically it's still spring. But as far as I'm concerned, the summer is here.
1: I know, it's, it's getting that nice warm 90, low 90 temperature outside with all the humidity.
0: Oh, God, the humidity. Yeah, not a fan. I can <laughs> tell you that right now. I guess they say you get acclimated to it, but...
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, think that, that, that's, that's a lie. Yeah, that's
0: a bunch of hooey in my book. <laughs> but anyway, at my house here... Right around the time of the daylight savings yeah. switchover, it gets just about warm enough that the bugs start coming out. And every, you know, every spring, whether you like it or not, the ants make their announcement, their reappearance. And so at my house, my husband's a cyclist, and he loves being outside. And the time change means more riding after work. Well, he sees ants, and he gets excited because it means that summer's coming. And I see ants, and I just get mad. Anyway, that's what marks the beginning of spring at my house. <laughs> beginning,
1: beginning of spring, the, the tease that summer is just around the corner. Right. And summer really is just around the corner for us. It is. And, you know, well, us, if you live up north, if you're one of the people listening that li- live up north. Yeah, my mom and sister
0: up in northern Colorado, and just a week ago I talked to them, and they said, Oh, yeah, today's the first day we haven't worn fleece.
1: Yay! Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, it's all relative. It's right? all relative. Yeah. Be, or about relative. As soon as it gets, yeah, I, well, right? Okay. Right. Anyway, yeah, as soon as it gets above 50 degrees, some people say, yay, summer. And if it gets above 50, we think it's still winter. So, Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Either way, we thought we'd take today's podcast and talk about five things you can do to enjoy your outdoor spaces. Whether it's still wearing fleece or, you know, <laughs> you're in your swimsuit. The first one, of course, is top of our list, is keeping cool in a hot climate. One of the biggest obstacles to really being able to enjoy the outdoors in the south is the heat we get in the summer. Obviously, the humidity makes it even worse. Right. When it's still 90 degrees and 10 o'clock at night, the last thing you think about doing is anything outside. Mm
1: -hmm. Laura noted earlier that... Well, you know, if there's a breeze outside, it's nice, but I'm sorry, it's a hot breeze.
0: It's pretty much just like standing in front of your furnace.
1: A little bit like that, yeah. Great. So even though if there is a breeze, 90 degrees, yeah, not so much enjoyable.
0: Yeah, if you've ever had the experience of flying into Dallas and getting off the airplane and it's that first blast it's of hot, hot, humid air right as you exit the airplane then you know what we're talking
1: about. Exactly. <laughs> and, of course, my choice, if it was possible, would be just to enclose the entire outdoors under a dome and keep it climate controlled. You know, a nice 75 degrees year-round would work just fine for me. But since that's not happening anytime soon, there are some options for cooling that you might want to look at to really help you enjoy your space, you know, that you've worked so hard on and you, you really want to be out there. And, it, you know, these are some things that you might actually be able to do to to really help you enjoy that space
0: one thing is having a shaded area that's going to be a simple solution at least in the fact that it blocks the sun because that can be a huge difference i mean you can have a 20 degree difference between a nice shaded area with a little bit of a breeze and you know being out in the blasting sun your options range from a simple table with an umbrella to a fully covered deck either complete with ceiling fans and lights or just a a pergola that lets in some light and still provides plenty of shade.
1: But I did want to throw out a couple of words of caution about going the umbrella route. First of all, if you get an umbrella, make sure you get one that's appropriately sized for the space because if you get this tiny little deck and there's this giant umbrella on it, it's just not going to look right. But secondly, be sure if there's a storm coming that either you know, you have that umbrella, you know, fastened securely to the ground or you've got it closed up because, you know, nothing says, hey, neighbor, like your umbrella flying over the fence and spearing their <laughs> poodle on the other side. Oh, gosh. In fact, I remember when I think it was Hurricane Gustav came through uh, Louisiana and they were reporting from New Orleans on top of one of the hotels And I'm watching the reporter talk, and suddenly one of the pool cabanas behind him just magically lifts up off the pool deck and goes over the side of the building. I have no idea idea where it actually ended up. But I thought, well, that's pleasant, you know. Yeah, so
0: don't just anchor your umbrella. Anchor your entire pool cabana. That would be our recommendation. Uh,
1: Yeah, we just couldn't believe it. I'm like, well, there it goes. Okay. Well,
0: especially this time of year, we've already had many tornadoes. We've had... All kinds of storms. Big thunderstorms are big in this area. Yeah. So well, and yeah.
1: The people up in Oklahoma, the and if you've seen it on YouTube, there's a video I think it's someone in Oklahoma took of their swimming pool during one of the storms, and it looked like a hot tub was running because of the hail that was hitting it. Oh, it was, wow. It's gotten like over a million views on YouTube. Some huge sensation. Oh my goodness! But absolutely amazing. But anyway, we're we're sort of veering off track. Right. If, if you want to stay cool, there are some options.
0: Another option that's surprisingly inexpensive is using a misting system to help cool the air down around you. You see them a lot at restaurants, for example, out on their, their dining patios. Mm-hmm. But it's not something your thoughts automatically turn to when you're thinking about your own outdoor spaces.
1: Right, and we found two different websites that we thought were pretty good, and you know, they offered a, a wide range of systems. One was called cooloff.com, and that's C-O-O-L dash off dot com and coolingline.com, and some of the systems that they showed on there are permanent, but there were quite a few that were actually portable, which was kind of surprising. Most appear to be do-it-yourself installations, and while we can't necessarily vouch for how well they work or how easy they are to install, it may be worth looking into and doing some research to really find out if that's going to be something that's going to work good for you.
0: Yeah, the, the mist with a really nice fan
1: could make a huge yeah. difference. Yeah, and I
0: think I would like to try that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Can I kind just have one with me all the time yeah. as I'm walking down the street. Right, don't they great?
0: just a little spray bottle a little with a battery-operated fan? There I go. I'm just going to have one of those right. with me all the time. So
1: anyway, on to number two.
0: Okay. The next item, if you're planning to enjoy your outdoor space, is don't let the size of your backyard limit how you entertain.
1: Yeah, it seems as the houses have gotten bigger, that the yards have gotten smaller. They've just pushed more and more house onto the same size lot. No one seems to be minding that their yards are disappearing. It can be a plus and a minus in the sense that you're not having that maintenance cost, but if you like to entertain, that can get to be a problem, but it shouldn't keep you from entertaining.
0: Yeah, if you find yourself with a smaller yard, but you still like to entertain outside, think of the patio as an auxiliary entertaining space, something that you can use to open up your back doors and let the party flow back and forth between the two spaces rather than just isolating your party to being outside. You don't have to confine your guests to a single space, and maybe it's food and drink service inside with seating on the patio.
1: Right. And we have a friend um, here in Dallas who actually is sort of experiencing that. She has a very small backyard, and because of the way the homes are set up, they all front basically this little pond that's you know part of the development, and so she has it very open. So she has a nice view, but she has almost basically no backyard. Yeah, physically
0: it's physically small. Physically it's right? small,
1: but she has just the right size patio. She could actually have a really great entertaining, entertaining table on, you know, a nice big dining table on and people out there eating. But there's no way for her to actually put, you know, there's no room for food. There's no room for drinks. So it's one of the, one of those things where you actually have to use the space adjoining the patio to really make that whole thing function together.
0: Yeah. But it sounds like she does and it works well.
1: Works great for her. Good. For those of you who also have swimming pools, which in the South are quite popular, you probably don't really have a backyard. We have a number of friends whose backyards are basically all swimming pool and decking, and the little bit of yard that they have is basically around the edges. And of course, it's not something you can really stand on. I guess you could, but, you know. (laughs) The, The homeowner might not be so happy. The homeowner might not be quite that happy. If you get to where you think you'd like to have a larger party, there are party rental companies that actually offer pool covers that are acrylic see-through covers and that actually go over the top of your swimming pool. So you can actually have this nice cover, quote unquote cover, but it provides you with a lot of extra entertaining space for tables, chairs, you know, people just to mill about. So just because you have a small backyard and you don't think you can entertain, you know, there are options out there that make it possible.
0: Well, and I saw a few that had lighting around the edge, and you can do lighting inside the pool, right. turn it into a dance floor.
1: Well, so, and, yeah, it's kind of fun. And it's great, too, because if, you know, it's not the time of year for you to actually be using the pool if the water's not warm enough yet, you know, it still gives right. you a space that you can, you can go back there, you can enjoy what you've got, right. and not actually have to worry about someone stepping backwards and falling into the pool.
0: Yeah, it won't need to be the scene from uh, It's a Wonderful Life it's the... The pool deck opens in the gymnasium. Have you seen that one? I've
1: never actually seen It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I know. Okay, well, my mission in life now is to get you to watch this movie. Well, something's <laughs> wrong with me.
0: <laughs> no, and the, they go to a dance at the, the local school, and it's a gymnasium, but in the middle of the gymnasium is a pool okay. underneath the floor, and you know somebody in their hijinks decides they're going to turn the key and open the, the floor as it starts expanding. Well, they're having a dance contest, and, of course, the – People stars of the, the movie pool. fall straight in. That's probably not what you intend to do. Probably not to what re- you intend to do. <laughs> straight out, yeah.
1: But if you are anyway. if you are doing a lot of entertaining outside, don't be afraid to combine traditional indoor elements with the outdoors.
0: Yeah, this is one of the, the tips that I really like is if you're entertaining a lot, don't be adverse to using everyday indoor decor on your patio or deck it's very inexpensive you can brighten up your outdoor living space and even if it's just for one evening you can bring in your favorite things from inside bring them outside it's a great way to bring some color a little bit of sparkle you may think that everything outside has to be wood or metal and if you bring in a few um, you know pretty plates and things like that it can really make a difference of course for a more permanent installation there are all types of all-weather accessories Teak furniture, water, and sunproof fabrics um, have come a long way in design, actually. You can get some amazing-looking pieces, and uh, it all goes together to create a very inviting space. When it actually comes to having dinner outside, don't be afraid to use real dishware. We have become very accustomed to everything being disposable, unfortunately, so when we think of entertaining outside, we're thinking about paper plates, uh, plastic forks forks and spoons, Mm -hmm. and... I wouldn't even want to say it anymore, but styrofoam cups. But since we all are, are committing to a more green lifestyle, this is a great place to start. And I think your guests are going to appreciate the nicer touches if you put a little bit more thought in coordinating
1: your table. Yes, not, not that a plastic cup with your name written on the side of it isn't just the <laughs> end-all, be-all yeah, of, of entertaining. put the sharpie away. All <laughs> right. Well, and, and don't be afraid to use your regular dinnerware. If you're going to be, you know, entertaining outside there's always you know the possibility bring out the good china and maybe mix it with a couple of other pieces to really make a, a beautiful place setting one of my favorite stories from my time in architecture was when i first started at my first firm we actually had a party that the owner had a little piece of property that's on the brazos river and we drove it felt like forever to get to it <laughs> but once we got there we actually had a very nice formal sit-down dinner. It was tables and chairs, uh, you know, picnic, t- not necessarily picnic tables, more more like camping tables, but they were, had, you know, white tablecloths, and we had nice oh, china, nice. and we had nice glasses, and it was nice silverware, and it was poached salmon, and grilled asparagus, wow. and I think fettuccine alfredo. I mean, it was this really, really unusual thing, this very, very rustic environment. Oh, and margaritas. Of oh, course, right. and actually, someone brought a margarita machine. I'm, I'm like, oh
0: my goodness!
1: This it was just crazy, but it made it really nice to have that kind of sort of elegant touch to what would otherwise be a normal, you know, picnicky kind of kind of event.
0: Right, which could have been pretty much what everybody was expecting, but it's that little bit of surprise and twist, and that contrast of the the more elegant and refined against, like you said, the more rustic. Don't get hung up on having everything having to match. Um, some of the, f- the best party tables that I've seen are where the host mixes up the elements so that you have more um, slick looking, maybe modern centerpiece with some fun, creative, mixed up place settings, for example, right. or um, maybe your placemats or something that's a little unexpected. I came across, I went to a, a small talk on by a landscape designer here in Dallas, and he had a wonderful idea about pulling out your old game boards of the what you used to play with as a kid. You probably have never seen him for the last 15 years. But he said, he gave an example of a Monopoly board that he pulled out. He made that the centerpiece of the table. And then at each place setting, he placed one of the colored uh, property cards. And, of course, all those properties have at least one, I mean, at least two cards. So as the guests walked in through the front door, they handed out the matching cards, and that was how you found your place, around the table so it was a little bit of a twist like like we said before catch your guests guests off guard let them know to not expect just the usual paper plates when they're coming over and it's another way to be green you can use what you already have
1: you're not spending a lot of money at the the party supplies store yeah. getting all these little bits and pieces and exactly and then just to throw it away at the end of the day
0: yeah exactly which is very wasteful and we I love the idea of, especially right now, because everything's starting to bloom as we know your allergies are
1: going (laughs) crazy. Yes, my sneezing can can tell you that. Right,
0: exactly. But if you have some really nice blooms in your yard, it would be really fun to collect a bunch of little juice glasses or shot glasses and just put one flower in each glass at each place setting. And that might be another way to, if you don't want to do a big elaborate right. um, centerpiece, that's another way to go. That's
1: really nice. I thought about that. Well, co- obviously because I would sneeze through dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well then just cut greens. You just know, just, greens. just leaves. Just and, leaves. And even rinse them if you want to get the pollen off. That's fine. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, and of course, if you're entertaining a lot outside, you may want to just sort of go the whole hog route. Go about creating a whole new outdoor room for yourself. We're
0: not talking about a hog on a spit. Right, 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 right. Right, Not, not that kind of <laughs> whole not, hog. Unless you want a luau, then that's totally We're not talking totally
1: actual t- cooking. <laughs> just saying, you know, right. going all out, basically. Because you don't always have the best to work with. From the, from the beginning, if you've bought a brand new home and they've sawed the yard and that's nice and you've just got a blank patio, that's great. Or you've bought a new home, or not a new home, but a new home for you, and whoever had it before didn't quite do what you thought would would really be the best thing. For example the people who owned our house completely covered our patio. With what? It was wood framed with the plastic corrugated sheathing.
0: We had that too. Did you have that they too? They must been related.
1: Probably. And yeah. the best part of course was the astroturf over the concrete. <gasps> that had such a nice appeal to it.
0: That's so old it's retro now right? That's all coming back?
1: I, God I hope not. <laughs>
0: we hope not
1: but like we said earlier there's a broad range of options for really you know creating the new outdoor space and it can be anything from a pergola to a covered patio where you can actually entertain in most any weather uh, I would say except maybe for cold but there's probably a way you can really do that too and there's all the options in between you can actually do something fairly simple where you leave the deck open and maybe create a screening wall between the deck and the yard or maybe between the patio and the neighbors I don't know you know Sometimes the right. the people behind you or the people next to you <laughs> want to kind of screen them out, and that's a an, uh, simple way to do it.
0: Yeah, there's some easy ways to put up some just a basic framework, and it, there are some fast-growing vines, and you can really just create a whole wall of green that would right. be really lovely. And I talked to a contractor who had a client who was doing a pool cabana, and they wanted the all three sides except for the side facing the pool to be totally closed in and she said I really had to talk them out of that because I I knew they wouldn't be happy with me and they, <laughs> they'd be really upset with me for making that space so hot so it's really important to consider airflow because it's like it like we said it's here in Dallas and it's humid and airflow is can be a huge it's going to be critical yeah absolutely so that was pretty smart of her to think ahead and And help them plan to have some open spaces in those walls. You can still have privacy and still have airflow. There's ways to get that done. So keep that in mind if you're planning that kind of structure. And then also be creative about the materials you use. I've been so impressed even just walking through the home improvement stores about the new materials that are available, Mm -hmm. different pavers, and like we said bringing the indoors out. Um, We saw several articles online that showed mahogany or teak flooring on the patio if you've got a covered space where it's not going to be really exposed to the elements and it just it looks amazing it can make all the difference
1: Mm -hmm. well and it will be probably one of the more expensive options but let's be honest it beats the astroturf (laughs) yeah
0: just about anything does right? right but even just one really nicely selected element in a space like that really transforms the space and it may be all you need to start using your patio.
1: Right. Well and last December we attended an event at someone's house and she had stone patio put in. Pretty sizable and pretty sizable stones, but about half of her yard on you know to one side was taken up with this. And when you got to the end of it you had this really huge outdoor fireplace that was elevated so oh, it wow. wasn't just right there on the ground. And next to it was a pizza oven. We had this nice, fun event where everyone brought pizza stuff, and we all made our pizzas. And she was just shoveling it in and out of the pizza oven, That's and it a was a lot of fun. Great idea, yeah. And you know, it's it wasn't a cheap option, really.
0: Oh right. Um, but clearly, they enjoyed a, enjoy cooking.
1: Oh, clearly, and yeah. I mean, she really uses the space a lot, and it's right next to a tree. So there's, you know, when the summertime comes, she's gonna have a lot of natural shade going mm-hmm. on.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a neat idea because if you if you are somebody who really enjoys cooking, and I know the outdoor kitchens are a huge thing that are, is happening now in design. We have a lot of clients who ask for that sort of renovation. Mm-hmm. And um, if you enjoy cooking, it makes sense to make that a part of your event. If you want to get your guests involved, don't just put the food on the table and wonder where it came from. Right. If that's really kind of an interactive thing you can
1: you can really you have... can
0: plan for, yeah.
1: You can have a lot of participation yeah, with your, And a lot of interaction when, with your guests. Right. Finally, we thought, if you're going to be creating a new outdoor room, why not look at redesigning your backyard or, more specifically, having someone do that for you? Yes. Yeah. We're architects. We're not landscape architects. And there are a lot of things that we can do, but figuring out what type of plants work where and how they should be arranged that gets a little off the grid for us. So, and I want to say kudos to everybody out there who has a green thumb and know exactly what to plant and where to plant it, but I'm happy, you know, at my house that the plants I do have are still alive. I haven't, you know, just totally killed off the yard. So, everything's very green and I like very green and I keep thinking to myself, well, it needs some color, mm-hmm. but I have absolutely no idea where to begin. That obviously would bring in a good a good person for that would be landscape architect
0: yes and we work closely with a lot of landscape architects and it's really fun to design the home and the yard around each other so that they like we said you know having a party flow in and out it works great if that's if you've already planned for that from the beginning so if you engage a landscape architect to reorganize your yard they can help with not only planting beds and helping you select plant types but also creating focal points and features in the yard that can enhance how people move through the space and maybe it's a small fountain or a bench out in the yard or even a secondary seating area. Just be sure to be clear with whomever you hire what your design intent is so their time is used efficiently.
1: Right. You, you want to make sure that they're aware of what is your you know true goal, what is the, the yeah, final outcome the that picture, you're looking for. Right. Part of that may be that you're looking to do the installation of the landscaping yourself based on their design. And if you're going to do that, be honest with them about what your intent is. And let them know, okay, I have a budget, here's what it is. I can't afford to have a landscape company come in and, you know, spend forty or fifty thousand dollars putting in all these wonderful plants. However, I can do some of this work myself in bits and pieces, and if you let them know those things ahead of time, they can work with you and get that to happen for you so that, that you're doing it in phases and they understand that you know this plant might have to come before this plant, or this area can get done first, and the one way over here would be second just because of the way things grow, and let them work through that with you.
0: Right, and they can, as long as they know that you're planning on doing it yourself, and you're probably not going to want to hire a a big bobcat and a bunch of equipment, so rather than planning large pieces of stone, big flagstone patios or walks, they can take that into account and plan for maybe smaller pavers that you can go collect in the back of your pickup truck and take to your house, you know, multiple loads and then unload it yourself. You know, things like that that... um, you wouldn't want to have to change the design on your own. So go ahead and let them know that ahead of time. And that way they can right. just plan for it and make it easy on both of you.
1: Yeah, and, and letting them be a partner with you from the beginning. Yeah. It's just going to result in a better, better design and you're going to be happier at the end.
0: Right. And oftentimes if you, if you do want somebody to to do the work for you. They are a great resource to start asking questions about contractors and and landscape installers. True. very true. It's a whole lot better to start with somebody who works with those people directly than to just open the phone book or go to Google or whatever and not have any you know personal referrals.
1: Right. So now that you have what are hopefully some new ideas um, you can get out there and start sweating your buns off and if you need some more ideas there are two great websites to check out and we've, we pulled a lot of information from both of these and they're they really just have a lot of information one is better homes and gardens at bhg.com and the other one is a a website called myhomeideas.com they had it wasn't stuff just on how to entertain but it was on you know ways to spruce up the backyard spruce up your outdoor spaces and really you know create an environment that you can you know, really enjoy yourself in.
0: Yeah, and just like the magazines, they have amazing photography, so it's just really fun to flip through and get good ideas. But if you enjoy the indoors more than the out, and I think I'm probably in that category. Me too. <laughs> you can always hop online and check out our new blog called The Architecture Happy Hour at, appropriately enough, www.thearchitecturehappyhour.com. And you can also follow our company, HPD Architecture, on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And you can find those links easily on our website at hpdarch.com.
1: Personally, we're going to stay indoors where we can enjoy our cocktails and the comforting hum of the air conditioner.
0: It's so comforting. It's so
1: comforting. And from the <laughs> look of things, it's time for refills, so I think it's about time for us to go.
0: I think so. Hope everyone has a great start to the summer, and we'll see you back next month with some wonderful ideas about vacations. From the lounge at HPD Architecture, I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.